Hello, everybody. Real quick before we get to the show, I just wanted to let you know that we now have a voicemail account for the podcast. You can reach us at 346-291-0050. If you tell us something funny, we might just feature it on an upcoming episode. On this episode... Don't shave your beard. I'm like, really? I'm like, I'm never... I'm like, nobody's ever liked my me having a beard. I'm like, this is crazy. See, I know but, that wouldn't work for me because... Uh, the other day, my wife told me that my hair was thinning on top. Yeah. And I was like, fine, I'm not eating your pussy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right? You want to be a smart ass? You want to be a smart ass? <laughs> All right, then. You're not seeing the top of this head. <laughs> hey, you got anything else you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> but my point was, it's look good like to Mr. have... Look at Mr. Burns going down on you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was just a visual I had to share. Sorry. <laughs> With that long pointy nose, nose of his. <laughs> Come on, ladies. You know Mr. Burns was good at that shit. <laughs> the fact that we both thought of that at the same, same time. time. <laughs> I'm sure half the listeners did too, because there are people. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful with your comments, ladies. It might backfire. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Country for Old Mark and Juan. I am your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host, Juan Smith. Well, thank you, all of you lovely people, for checking in with us for yet another awesome edition of the podcast. Uh, First of all, I want to say thank you to the people that did give reviews. I'll get back to that in a second. Uh, We would love some more reviews. We really need some more reviews. We need reviews like Juan needs Diet Pepsi. That's that's a pretty serious need. Yeah, that's a pretty serious addiction. Apparently, this... uh, this Apple iTunes, Apple Podcast, whatever you want to call it, it's got this little algorithm that's just basically, you know, addicted to crack, and it comes in the reform of reviews. And so that would greatly help us out if you would, you know, help us out and feed the algorithm some of the drug that it really needs, which is reviews. Uh, thank you, everybody, for that did reach out. Sound like this. Ah. <laughs> I think that's very accurate. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, please like and review us. Please reach out to us at facebook.com slash no country podcast. We're on Instagram at no country podcast, Twitter at podcast underscore country, or shoot us an email at no country podcast at gmail.com. And just like I promised, I told any I told you all a few weeks ago. Oh no! If you give us <laughs> nothing, nothing bad, one. Okay, I good. Told, <laughs> I told y'all a few weeks ago that if you sent us uh, good reviews or reviews that I found funny or heck even funny stories, I'm I'm good. If it's funny, I'm gonna read it out in the air. So we got a review this week. Actually, just oh no no, it was last week. I'm sorry. So we got a v- review last week. And I'm going to read it out because I thought it was funny. It's short, but to the point. And it says, 
My expectations for this were as low as Juan's stature, but it was surprisingly witty and enjoyable. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so, thank you to our awesome, awesome fans. Thank you to our other awesome fans who still haven't written a review. I'm going to keep bugging you. You know, I would like to get to the funny stuff, but, you know, I'm delaying it for about the 30 seconds or a minute that it would take you to just actually log in on your phone and give us a review because, yeah, that's how really simple it is. I, I actually, I listen to tons of podcasts. I have like 20 some podcasts in my feed and I try and do my best since I am a podcaster and even before I was a podcaster to rate and review, except for I won't give Conan a review. He's got way too much help as it is already. Um People like that, man, you're already set up. You don't need my help. <coughs> but anyways, we were going to have a guest this evening, but um, fortunately, you know, he's got a pregnant wife, so he'll be joining us at a, on the next episode, which will be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know what, a kid? Yeah, we won't yeah. hear from that motherfucker ever. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, um, <laughs> I had another friend who uh, was going, I was going to ask, I actually reached out to him a few weeks ago and was like, hey, you know, I want to, he is a podcast. And I was like, hey, I want to hear more of your podcast. And, you know, I like talking to other podcasters. I like to get their input. Uh, Jimmy Wisman from Crime and Sports and uh, Small Town Murder has been awesome enough to shoot me some messages when I've asked him questions. He's a really, really cool guy. I just really wanted to give him and James Petrogallo a shout out. Um, they're just really genuine dudes for guys who have found some success in podcasting. They really do stay in touch with their fan base. And that is something that I really will do uh, here. And I know Juan will do it too because we really do. We do, we do this for us, but we also do it for you. And we like to interact with you know people who enjoy or people that are similar, because as we found out in the last episode, you are our people. If you listen to us and you're a fan, you're our people. We're going to call you that now. So you're our people. But <clears throat> that being said, there was one of my people, a friend of mine who had a podcast, like I was saying, and I had reached out to him asking him if he would like to be a guest host, and I didn't hear back. Yeah, I reached out a few weeks ago. And I was just asking him some questions and he never got back to me, but he had just recently gotten married a few months ago. And I was like, you know what? He started this new chapter in his life. Be really, really cool, you know, to talk to him. But, you know, he's probably busy and he also had a few health problems. Well, it came down to Saturday and I found out he had passed away. What? Yeah. Uh, I'm still lacking all of the details, but he was only like a year or two older than me. I'm not exactly sure what happened or how, uh, but he just died, and that has hit me really, really hard. And the crazy thing is, is like his best friend, he died like three or four months ago too. So, and both of them, from what like the what I have heard, it's not like you know, it's just kind of like this sudden thing where they just died, and. Oh, like it's we're in some kind of podcast hell of where, like, <laughs> it's like the ring or something. I'm, when you get to podcast 37, you're just gone? What the hell? I don't know. Where's but... the silver lining in this shit? <laughs> Seriously. Since this is a podcast about silver linings, and we are a real podcast, I just did have to say that today because I know there's got to be listeners out there who have suffered the loss of a friend, you know, in the past or even recently, you know, or even a family member, you've lost someone close to you. 
Um, you know, we've established before that, you know, I've lost people, you know, family members and Juan and I lost a mutual friend in Afghanistan and yeah, it, it blows losing someone, especially when it's sudden and they're so young. That's, that's the thing that's rough. But I, I did want to say, you know, that there, I, it hurts and there's all these emotions because when something like this happens to me, it brings up all of the other, right. it reminds me of the other stuff, the other things have hurt that have hurt, you know, other, you know, it could be, it, sometimes it's stuff that's not even connected. It's just like, oh wow, I'm feeling this and these other feelings come in from like another accident or whatever. And so it's like dealing with some of the things all over again. But as much as I hate to say it, I'm kind of used to it, <laughs> like how to deal with it because it's happened enough in my life to where I'm like, oh, okay, someone I know and care about died. So I have to do A, B, C, D, and I know the best ways to deal with this and to not be in denial about it and this and that. And it sounds like a really awful thing to say, but in a sense, it's, it's nice to not be dealing with it for the first time. It just sucks to be dealing with it because, you know, he was a friend and he was a good friend and... I hadn't seen him in a long time ever since he had moved to Colorado, but, you know, with the modern technology, we, you know, able to keep in touch and message each other on Facebook and stuff. And so it was just a, it was a real bummer. Really? Like, I can't even imagine what his wife must feel like. They just got married a few months ago. I know wow. she's got to be devastated. And so that's just, I really, you know, my heart really goes out to her and the rest of his family. I know they're all gutted. And, you know, all of our other mutual friends and stuff. But that being said, we are still going to be out here looking for the silver linings. And for me, that's just a reminder of, you know, the silver linings for me are the memories I had with him and his crazy self. <laughs> we had a lot of really good times. Like one thing that stands out in my mind <clears throat> was when I first met him. He was, I would have to, I, <laughs> this just hit me right now. He was like a pretty manic dude. I'm not certain. I'm pretty as far as I know, he was never like diagnosed with like bipolar or anything, but he had kind of like a really manic personality. He was always like really wild, into stuff, really charismatic, really funny. He did really really good voice impersonations, Sylvester Stallone, Hank Hill. Really really funny guy. He would not stop talking, and he was just a real real joy to be around. But when I had first met him, I kind of met him through a friend. And immediately him and I had hit it off, just both like mutual sense of humor and making jokes and stuff. And so we were out uh, in Santa Cruz one a uh, years ago. I mean, I can't remember. It was probably like 2000 and oh my goodness, it was like 2002. It was that long ago when him and I met. Wow. That's a lot longer than I thought. But we met and uh, him and his first wife and then a couple of my friends, we were like, hey, you know, we were like, we wanted to go see a movie. And there was a drive-in, you know, drive-in movie theaters, there aren't hardly any of them anymore. There's like one here in Houston. The only one I've actually ever been to is the one there in Santa Cruz. And we wanted to go, but none of us had like a bunch of money. So we were like, hey, um, I borrowed my mom's car, which had a big trunk. And I was like, we can put like three people in the trunk of the car and <laughs> drive to there and just pay, you know, for like two tickets and just put all the chairs in the back seat. So we did that and like, you know, popped the trunk and all these people crawled out and we got in chairs and stuff and we watched the movies. And I'm always going to remember that because it was just this really wild, fun, crazy idea that him and I had. And we watched that one Harrison Ford 
U571 submarine movie and then something else, which I don't remember because it was awful. I thought that movie was awful, but <laughs> I'm just not into those. Uh... I'm not into war movies. It wasn't. It wasn't like a great movie. I love Harrison Ford, but I wasn't. Pre- I, that was the last, first and last time I saw that movie. I was like, meh. It wasn't that great. It's but, funny yeah. you mentioned the drive-in theater because I just passed the other day. I was one of my crazy Craigslist trips. <laughs> I passed <laughs> uh, one of the. Well, actually, it was the last drive-in theater in Detroit area. <clears throat> it's kind of interesting passing. It was like, man, I wouldn't do that if you paid me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine what the last few nights were like there, man. <laughs> like a drive-by theater. Drive-by. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> There's one here that uh, Jasmine and I have said we wanted to go to. And then every time I stop and actually think about it, I'm like, it's just way too hot. <laughs> like, not Oh, not right. right now. Yeah, there's no way. Not, no. Not in July. Nah. Not in August. Maybe in October or November when it cools off. Because, I mean, there's nothing worse than just, like, sitting in a car or sitting in the back of a truck and just cooking. I think I have a hole in my lip. I just poured half my Pepsi down me. <laughs> well, I can't see you, so the good thing is is no, there's no evidence of it. Yeah, I'm backlit again like Donnie Brasco. <laughs> I'll tell you anything you want to know. <laughs> like, I started that movie the other day enough. and I fell asleep. Oh, really? Yeah. The, the way they did that interview, the way they like try, like that's not enough technology for nowadays. Yeah. Because now they can just go and like, clear that shit up. Oh, it's Frank from Champagne. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's been relocated. Let's go whack him. Like, yeah. <laughs> I heard a podcast with him on it though, and it was really fascinating with the actual guy. Oh yeah, I've, I've heard I've heard him before. Yeah. That was really cool. I was like, why can't you have more episodes? I want to hear more. And it was only one. Oh, that figures. Well, you got to keep was, moving. <laughs> yeah. Can't go back to that same location tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a bummer. I was like, oh, dang. There's a guy out front in like an 87 Cadillac, and he's wearing some, uh, looks like some shiny suit. Some, <laughs> it's got some, some pointy tan shoes. So he's looking for you. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like shit, run, <laughs> run, Donnie. I bet Donnie had some great running shoes. Run. <laughs> I'm sure he did. <laughs> He's probably this old crusty dude with a beard, you know. Like, oh yeah, a crusty like jean jacket, but some really great running shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Top of the line Nikes or New Balance. <laughs> exactly. It's got some New Balance 940s on tap. <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn, Johnny, we know where the money went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. It is sad. It is sad to hear that your your friend passed, but it's it's also a comfort to know that you know you kind of took over where he left off a little bit, maybe you know. Yeah. And yeah, he had a he had a podcast, and yeah, it, he was he was a funny guy, but yeah. So besides, I'm, I'm let's dedicating this listeners. to his memory. It's uh. It's going to be me next. <laughs> oh, goodness. No. Like, he was great. For the, remember our original guy, Juan? Yeah, he was great for the first couple months. And then ah, killed over face first on Apple laptop. And um, made himself sick. So, but anyways, yeah, that's, that, that is rough, man. Because I thought I was going to lose my mom this last week. 
because she went to ICU and had to be put on life support and all that. Man, you think I, I thought that night, I thought, man, that was my last conversation with her. Yeah. And uh, so it really made me appreciate when the next day she was off life support and hopefully she's going to be coming home soon again. And yeah. that really puts shit in perspective, I'll tell you. <laughs> You're like, wait, no, not yet. I got to be nice to you first. Yeah. <laughs> I can't go out being the dick, son. <laughs> yeah, I understand that, too. I, like, I didn't, like, um, the last conversation I had with my mom, I was, like, trying to get off the phone. And if I would have known it would have been the last conversation, that conversation would have went, oh, all sorts of different ways. That's so weird because the last time I had seen her, I had visited her and I was trying to get back to go make dinner for the kids. And I had my son, his girlfriend with me. And like, I was like, go say, you know, give your grandma hugs or whatever. And so they went and gave her hugs and kisses. But I didn't go back in and do it. So then they, later that night, I remembered that. And I was like, oh, that was my chance. And I missed it. Man, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was nice. I went and saw her uh, earlier today, and she looked really good. So she's getting yeah. off the sauce, man. No, getting off the sauce, the diet Pepsi. Off the sauce. Yeah, because it keeps flushing uh, her meds out. What? It flushes her meds out and drops her sodium, so she gets sick. They finally figured out that it's because she was oh, drinking wow. uh, too much pop and too much water. Because she'd always have ice with her pop all the time. Yeah. So. Well, I guess that makes sense. It's not like that stuff's good for you. Well, there's more for me now. <laughs> then you'll be doing the same thing. Well, my silver lining is there's there's more for me now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Don't worry, Pepsi. I'll never turn on my back on you. <laughs> Not diabetes, not fibromyalgia. Nope. <laughs> Give me cancer. I'm hanging on to you, buddy. <laughs> That's addiction. It is, though. <laughs> it's enough of an addiction, like, I don't even like talking about it. It's so bad. <laughs> because if I don't have pop, that caffeine withdrawal, listen, man. Smoker, everything else, used to drink, quit lots of things. Quitting caffeine is fucking brutal. Really? It was, dude, it made... I've quit smoking before. No problem. Yeah. Cold turkey. And I mean smoking like regular, right? Just can quit. Caffeine? Not a chance in hell, man. I make it like eight hours, and then the headaches set in. Oh I get super agitated. People just start throwing pops at me. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Get that off. It's going to blow. <laughs> so yeah, man, caffeine caffeine addiction <laughs> caffeine addiction is no joke. That's like telling America, okay, and then tomorrow when you get up, we're gonna go ahead and do, do your do your day. Just don't have that coffee. <laughs> People would look at you like, are you fucking crazy right now? Yeah, there's no way I'm getting my ass to work without that coffee. Yeah, I'm not even gonna I, talk to anyone I until I have that coffee. You know what I mean? It's the same thing, man. I know people like that. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's, I think there's a coffee maker at your house for that very reason. Exactly. <laughs> Type A filters. <laughs> no, actually, I don't know. I haven't looked at I got to, though. <laughs> I thought about that today. I was like, oh, shit, I got to get those filters before they get here. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, 
No, I, but you the can't, crazy like even arrive in the middle of the night and get here and not have a cup of coffee. Like that's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm picking them up about midnight. Probably get by home about two. Yeah, I'm gonna need some coffee. <laughs> yeah. It's not even open yet. Oh! Like, better like I can stop and get some shit out of the way. That's a lot. Yeah, of we're drive. spoiled. We live in Houston. We're like, there's tons of 24-hour stores. <laughs> we have a lot of 24-hour stores, but they're pretty much all scary at night. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they're down in. Well, because I mean, just like, and even if it's in a good neighborhood, all the weird people come out. Yeah. I know, because half of them are <laughs> listeners. Everyone I know that's my <laughs> listeners, yeah, they go to about 4 a.m. <laughs> You're like, hey, Walmart. What's up, Myers? <laughs> it's 4 a.m. Funny you say that, because this weekend when Jasmine was over here, it was like 10 or 11 o'clock at night, and she needed something. I was like, ah, I'll just go to Walmart and get it. She's like, oh, no, it's too late to go to Walmart. And I was like, Walmart's open 24 hours. She's like, yeah, but it's late. And I was like, I don't care. And she's like... Well, you have to think about it my way. And I was like, what? She's like, you know, a small woman like me doesn't want to go to Walmart late at night. I'm like, yeah, but you won't be going alone. You'll be going with me. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. The weirdos are there right now. <laughs> it's the best time to go. She's like, I'd never go to Walmart late at night. I was like, no, I understand. But I do. <laughs> yeah, that's how you miss glass eyes. Jasmine. Exactly. Heck, I go during the day and I still see plenty of weird people. You know where I've been seeing weird people? Where? <laughs> in the mirror? Yeah. <laughs> they keep growing in black and just walking behind me. No. Uh, <laughs> in the children's play place at like McDonald's or Burger King or whatever. What? Dude, there's I just keep seeing all these weird kids. It's not just like a weird adult, it's like weird kids. Yeah. And I because you know, I watched them interact with these other it's so weird how kids instantly interact oh yeah like it's not there's no hesitation and it doesn't matter how much different that kid kids see past that which is great but it's so interesting but i've been seeing some weird kids man like this kid was there the other day and he didn't have socks on and he had what? like you're supposed to wear socks in those like tube things yeah Cause they're and he, disgusting. And he didn't. And he was this big kid, and uh. he had some fugly feet. <laughs> and when I saw that motherfucker go up, he went up the uh, slide. Yeah. When he, as he got his fat ass up into the tube, he stuck his leg out, and I saw that weird ass foot with his long, weird mutant-looking like toes grabbing for the for the tunnel. To put uh -huh. his push his fat ass up in there, yeah. But he turned his toes too much and caught the tips of his toenails because he had like claw foot. Oh my god! And then you heard it go like a oh. dog, like dog's claws. Yeah. I was like, mm. oh, oh. <laughs> I was eating. I was eating. <laughs> and now I'm like, okay, how do I tell my kids <laughs> to please get down from the Bergen foot kid? Bergen foot <laughs> kids. <laughs> Before they slide down into his foot funk toenail dings uh, or whatever. No. So I was just like, hey, uh, kids, we're going to be leaving. And then my youngest one went to head down the slide. It was just like one of those movies where it was like, it was fight or flight. There's nothing I could do. No, he's got Bergen foot. 
<laughs> and my kids know what Bergen foot is because I make fun of them if they don't wear socks. They get that black foot, like the yeah, the fuck is black. Yeah, so I call it Bergen foot. <laughs> so then, of course, my kids didn't just. They didn't get it enough to be like, okay, we're just going to get off this. Dad obviously spotted a Bergenfoot kid, and we're going to need to leave. No, they got to be like, oh, you have Bergenfoot. <laughs> Till the kid, oh, God. And his mom looked at me yeah. with such hatred. <laughs> and I looked back, like, I looked back at her like, what? I go, ma'am, he has no socks. That's uh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry that offends I offend you by calling your son Bergenfoot, but if you don't want people making fun of his claws, cut, cut him and then cover him with some socks. He'll be like every other kid, you know? Yeah. So I pretty much got the hell out of there because I didn't want yeah. I didn't want to deal with an angry Sing- an angry mother. Well, an angry single white mother. Oh yeah. Oh god, this is the scariest. Yeah. So aggressive. Because yeah. <laughs> they got so much white privilege as it is. <laughs> yeah. Being a white woman has got to be the best thing in the world. <laughs> so much power, just right out of the gate. I don't know what they're whining about. <laughs> I'm not anti-feminist, but come on, man. I, I, being a single white woman is like. Being a dude with a huge dick. You just, you're already winning. You don't, there's, there's no, nobody's picking on you. <laughs> you're a step, a league ahead. The rest of us gotta like have personalities and talents and skills and work ethics. You get to just be cute. I don't understand the correlation there, but okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was having some inner turmoil today and I just kind of slipped out. <laughs> Something my wife said. Hmm. I'm like, honey, you already win. <laughs> so then it just sort of spilled out into that story. But yeah. I mean. <laughs> well, I took every once in a while, I take my nephews to like Chick-fil-A because they love it there. And it's gotten to the point now where I don't let them play in the gross little ball pit and, you know, the playground and stuff. Cause a ball pit? Yeah, that's nasty. Like, they're like, oh, but I want to go play. And I'm like, no. I'm like, there's been like 300 other gross kids in there yesterday and today. A, I don't want you to get sick because then you'll get me sick. And I was like, all these other kids with food and soda and juice and ice cream and, you know. Oh, it's, it's, not, just, it's not the food, man. It's the boogers. They're not washing their hands. Yeah. Digging in dirt on their butts ah, and I, kids are yeah. gross man and then while the last year it was like three years ago i took him to chick-fil-a and there was like one kid that kept running in and out of the little play area to the bathroom barefoot and i was like nope boys we're going they're like but you why? gotta be you gotta I'm like, be there's a little me. kid running in and out of, he went to the bathroom like three times i'm like he keeps running into the bathroom barefoot is there anyone oh. else out there that just loses it in public like, <laughs> I lose it. If I had, dude, if I had seen that kid run barefoot into a damn bathroom and yeah. then run back out, yeah. oh, that's an immediate parenting meeting. Yeah, he went and he went straight up the slide. I was like, Micah, Landon, get out right now. I'd be like, not. Nope, we're going. <laughs> not me, man. I'd be like, hey, who the hell owns that kid over there? 
<laughs> Who owns that kid? Yeah, that one right there. The one that just ran from the fucking bathroom barefoot. <laughs> Who is the dirty-ass parent of this dirty-ass kid? Oh, you don't want to speak up? That's fine. Just make sure you get your ass out of here. That's disgusting. Yeah. I'm like, do you want your kid to have a single friend growing up? <laughs> God. Don't you love him? <laughs> Yeah, I was I was grossed out by that. Yeah, I can't be. I, I might not be that. I'm probably pretty close, dude. I, I, that might push me too far. Because I'm like one of those guys that I call men out in the bathroom, dude. <laughs> Motherfucker, you better not hold your dick and then go walk, start, walk past me out that damn door. I won't embarrass <laughs> any human being that does that. I don't give a shit. I'll be like, excuse me, sir. You forgot something. Wash your damn hands, you dirty bastard. I'm like, I was about to touch that handle after I washed my hands. I'm like, it's people like you that just make me sick. You literally make people sick. Why don't you wash your hands? What the hell's wrong with you? Dude, before you even get halfway through that shit, they're speed washing their hands and getting the fuck out the door. They, yeah. Not one time has anyone ever said some shit back to me. You know why? Because they know they're being their lazy, dirty ass. Yeah. So they know they're busted. They don't even try to have pride about it. I'm like, one dude, I remember, dude, I'm getting pissed, but this one time, <laughs> it was at Walmart too. And it was like four in the afternoon. I don't know. Okay. Whatever. I'm in the bathroom. This guy comes in. Dude, he's wearing a nice suit. Yeah. Nice shoes. Obviously, you know, he's got some coin. Didn't wash his hands. And I was like, and he walked past me just gingerly, like, and I was like, excuse me, sir. And he just stopped and looked, and I was like, can I ask you a question? And he's just standing, doesn't say anything, and I go, how the hell are you going to wear a $1,000 suit and, and have people just looking up to you, just waiting to shake your hand when you don't wash your hands, man? That's nasty. <laughs> I know you're some kind of, like, a manager. What is it, like a thing you're trying to torture your, like, employees? Hi, thank you, Frank. Congratulations on your promotion with my dick hand. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I go, I assume people look up and respect you. And I'm like, dude, don't, don't, don't do that again. <laughs> and he just looked at me like, you motherfucker. But he didn't say shit. Just washed his hands and then like walked out. And it got so bad. My son's like, Dad, Dad, please, just don't. Like he won't go in the bathroom with me anymore. Like we're like at one of those stores. He's like, No, I'll just I'll wait. And I'll be like, Oh, you're gonna go in the ones in the back of the store. I'm gonna go in the ones in the front because yeah. I'm not gonna say something if someone doesn't wash their hands or something. <laughs> Or whatever. Or like when they like... <laughs> I saw a dude in there one time changing a baby. Didn't wash yeah. his hands. Oh my goodness. I'm like, you had a baby! That means you didn't <laughs> wash your hands before you touched the baby. Yeah. Like, ah. I just... I don't... Listen, there's common courtesy. I get it. Everyone's in a rush. You got shit to do. Come on, people. 30 seconds. It's all it takes. Yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah. And probably half of us wouldn't get sick all year. That's but true. I, and listen, I'm... People might think that's super rude, but I think it's super rude that I got to grab your handle that you put your raw dick hand on. So I don't feel like that I'm 
stepping over bounds if I call someone out for that shit. No. Now I probably could do it a little nicer sometimes. And sometimes <laughs> I, I try to be more gentle about it, but it's just it's so rude. It's just like there's things that you should not do in society, and that's one of them. Don't don't yeah. put your genitalia hands on other people and stuff. No. Oh. I wash the crazy thing is is I'm one of, like I'm not like a germaphobe or anything, but I do wash my hands a lot. Even on date, like even if I'm at home by myself for a whole weekend, every time I go to the bathroom, I wash my hands. Make food, wash my hands. Put away food, wash my hands. Oh, like, that's I'm another wa- one, man. Don't. Oh, I hate that. You go to someone's house, right? They're like, I'm going to make you this dinner. And now I, by the time the dinner comes, I can't eat it because I watched them. Yeah. And I did not see them wash their hands one time <laughs> during that entire food prep. And sometimes people are cooking like raw fish, raw chicken, yeah. stuff. It's like, I don't want to be offen- offensive, but come on, man. If, if you're preparing food, you have to be clean. Like, yeah. Just, I don't know. It's weird. It's like you, when you're, here's the thing I'm realizing, and I realized a while ago, as I got older, I still feel 12. Like, I still feel like I'm just an older kid, right? Yeah. But then, you know, as you become an adult, you really there's things that, you know, that you have to do that are just the normal adult things to do. Yeah. But somehow, for some reason, I think when it comes to certain types of hygiene and things, a lot of people just stay 12. And there's a lot of people that are just dirty and just hide it. You ever go to someone's house you know has money, right? They have like a nice big house. You go in there and it's trashed. You ever had that shit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, yeah. you could afford a maid. What are you doing? What is yeah. that? What is that smell? What the hell is that on the floor? Like, I've had that shock. Because yeah. I've always not had lots of money. But my stuff is pretty organized and pretty clean. Now at my mom's house here, it's it's uh, it's a work in progress because mom's a bit of a hoarder, <laughs> and uh, but anyways, and raised three kids basically by herself. But uh, yeah. but I mean like that's just something I just don't I just don't get it. I mean I get it. Like, people always say like as guys were gross and we were like crude. And listen, I have no problem with being crude or rude. Anybody knows that. Yeah. But I'm not dirty, damn it. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not dirty. I'm just not very organized. Like I'm semi organized. Like I my my bathroom has to be clean. Oh like yeah. my bathroom has to be clean. My kitchen, I want it to be clean, but it's not it's the dishes are clean, but they're like on the counter drying. And then I'm like, you know what? Instead of getting a clean plant, I'll just get a plate off the counter and I'll use that. You know, I'm like not everything is put away per se, but I do want to be clean because I've learned you know, I've learned through like science that, you know, germs, <laughs> I don't like them. And so, yeah. And when like the kids here get sick, they're not coming over here. <laughs> or when their friends come over, I'm like, are your friends sick? Yeah. Okay. None of y'all are coming over to my house. Why not? We want to play Marky. I'm like, nope. One of you is sick, thereby you're all banished. Nope. If there's a group of little boys or whatever, and one of them does that hand up across the face and drags his hand across his nose. Yep. Yep. Sorry. Whole group's banned. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> Come back when you're healthy. I'm old. You can kill me. <laughs> 
And they, they, they act like I'm being so mean. I'm like, I'm not being mean. I just don't want to get sick. And it actually works because I get, I don't, well, that and I take a lot of vitamin C because, I mean, I ain't got time to be sick. I got tons of other stuff to do. I get sick like maybe once a year, which is pretty good. Wow. Ooh. And I try and keep it less than that, but. I don't get, <laughs> I don't get sick like colds and stuff. I just got like the, those old man diseases, <laughs> shit that are just old man. You know the everyday shit. Oh my goodness! You know a little diabetes or the, a side of whatever else the two or three other disorders I have. <laughs> you know what's messed up? A lot of the stuff that I have, like my fibromyalgia, things like that, like were definitely worsened. By athletics. <laughs> what? I, I really believe that. If I had not been such, like, into athletics when I was younger, uh-huh. I I really think I hurt my body more than I helped it. <laughs> you know, because I, I used to do, I was a runner for a while, yeah. long distance. I was a short distance runner for a while, you know. <laughs> short distance. Yes, but very fast little legs. <laughs> it's like, look at this blur. And then... Uh, <laughs> You know, and then I was a gymnast for a while and did acrobatics and things like that and like and lifted weights for a while. But man, it's like now that I'm old, I kind of wish I just had done none of that shit. (laughs) (laughs) I should have just, I don't know, studied. (laughs) (laughs) Studied your braille? Yeah. Have you ever? I, I tried to learn just a little bit of that. You yeah. know, because I was like, you know, one day I might just lose it. Might should, maybe I should get a head start, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I do not have the sensitivity for that. I, I mean, maybe you, because when you actually go all the way, it will heighten that sensitivity. But, you know, because of the diabetes, I can barely hear, feel my feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't read Braille with your feet. I think people do read Braille with their feet, don't they? Well, if they would, ha- if they have no hands, they probably do. But you read braille with your hands. Believe me, my wife's lazy. She'd read it with her feet. <laughs> Here, put the book on the floor so I can read. Exactly. She just shut her eyes, put her arms, give herself a hug, and just go to town. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I gotta tell you something funny. <clears throat> yes. Okay. Uh, one of our, one of our, one of my friends. Who listens to the podcast like mm. religiously was just listening to the podcast that you put up yesterday. Aquanet? Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh apparently his wife called last night, called Jasmine. It was like two in the morning. And <laughs> she's like, Tell Mark, please hold off for a couple days before he puts up another podcast. And she, Jess is like, well, he just put one up tonight. She said, yes, and my husband can't breathe. <laughs> she's like, what? She's like, literally, he's in the living room right now. He's been rolling on the floor for two hours like a Pentecostal. <laughs> <laughs> laughing so hard that he cannot breathe, and he just asked me to go get him an inhaler. <laughs> So she said, I thought I would call you and let you know, please don't kill my husband. <laughs> she was like, he was, so, he was laughing so hard that she said he was like, beat red. 
She's like, I was just so glad that he wasn't driving. <laughs> Honest truth, that's what she said. She's like, we would have died. <laughs> well, that's good to know. And actually, that is part of my plan for world domination. Just thin out the world's population by making everybody laugh to death. So when you guys, uh, if you have or haven't gotten to... Uh, when when the when that episode I can't remember what number that episode is, but holy cow, that is some inappropriate <laughs> shit. I, <laughs> it but is but so I'm funny. I'm gonna be very honest. I'm quite proud of that <laughs> because I got a lot of shit off my chest in that episode, and I honestly have felt like spiritually lighter since <laughs> I. Explain my problems of the 80s. Yeah. And I'm so glad that we're only slightly retro doing in the 80s and not going full bore. Yeah. Because, damn. No, that, that, that does make sense, though, because, like, you know, I was talking with some of my friends last week, and they were like, oh, well, um, they were talking about, oh, how have you been, things like that. And we were talking about how, you know, like, it's good to not bottle up your feelings, and it's good to, like... Because some, sometimes, like, stuff you don't think about for years and it'll pop in your mind or something reminds you of something. That's exactly what happened with that. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. And it's good to get it out. Like, some people are like, well, why is he ranting about Aqua now? Why does he keep that to himself? No, like, if you like if something, like, frustrates you, makes you mad, just get it out. And find somebody who will listen to you that's going to be like, oh, okay, like, he's just ranting or he... he or she's just, you know, needing to vent. Yeah, that's fine. You know, people need to vent. People need to let it out. Because by the time you're done venting, you're fine. You're like, oh, okay, it's out now. And you don't think about it anymore. Yeah, like I said, I felt better about that ever since I talked about it. Because for years, that shit pissed me. Like, and I'm like, who the hell? Who am I going to tell this to? There's no, uh, how do I find a few the few other guys that ran into this issue? <laughs> <laughs> but I know you're out there somewhere, and somewhere there's a guy or two going, son of a bitch, he understands. <laughs> <laughs> there's some guy in the Philippines just going, ah, fuck the 80s. <laughs> I worked at that that's, factory. That's right. Uh, Everybody, please send all of your Funyuns or uh, Aquanet stories to us at nocountrypodcast at gmail.com. Oh, oh, by the way, <laughs> the number of Aquanet and Funyun pictures that I have received to my phone yeah. since that <laughs> episode, yeah. my own mother <laughs> sent me a picture of an Aquanet can. <laughs> the fucked up part was when I looked in the picture, I realized... It's in the house, man. <laughs> I didn't even know it was in there. I'm like, that's some uh, sick shit. That's she had to hilarious. Go, she had to go dig for that. <laughs> and it was messed up because they've, like, updated the can. It had, like, a, a slightly yeah. different look to it or whatever. Yeah. That's like, you bastards are still out there. Yeah. Well, it was funny because I sent you a picture. Yeah, you and were I was, I, I and I was at Walmart shopping, and Jasmine goes, "Oh my goodness, look, it's Aquanet! Hurry, send it to Juan!" <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> I was like, gladly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So the, yeah, the eighties was just so rough for me, man. Certain parts of it, it was like that's when braces like sort of became like affordable, sorta. Yeah. Like if you were like, you know, middle class, all of a sudden all of us had braces. 
Yeah. You know, and then I had this girl from eighth grade who I, you know, I kissed in the hallway and we actually had that shit happen where your braces, braces locked together. Lock. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, that's not a good look, bro. <laughs> Cause it's, it's actually quite like stressful because it hurts and you're locked to this person's face. <laughs> Not even to mention that it's in school and you're not supposed to and you're young and, you know, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Fuck all that. It just hurts. (laughs) So that was a short relationship. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I hate it. We could do a whole episode on just diving into your short relationships. (laughs) So many. (laughs) So short. (laughs) <laughs> you know what's fucking weird though what? Like I don't know About a year and a half ago Whenever I had my Oh my god My my 20 year Or was it my 20 year or Whatever 20 something <laughs> years since high school <laughs> Give a shit But anyway so I went To my high school reunion And I brought my new wife Jazz with me Right mm-hmm. And someone thought that She was my daughter But whatever Anyways, the cool part was this girl comes up to her and starts talking to her, and Jazz is just like, what? Because she was weirded out because people are too nice. She didn't come from a place where people are nice. So yeah. she's like automatically like, what, are you selling me something? You know, but this girl talks to her and tells her this crazy story that I never knew. Apparently, some, apparently sometime in high school, this girl told my wife that these girls would sit around and they would fantasize about who was going to marry me, how many kids they were going to have with me. Like, all this really creepy girl shit. Yeah. And I was like, I had no idea that girls, like, think that serious. Yeah. Right? Like, that young. I didn't even get that shit. And then I was like, wow. But you married a doctor. You married a lawyer. <laughs> you could have got stuck with me. <laughs> and I was like, Jazz, but you did, so you know. <laughs> and because I was trying to like not douche it off, but it was kind of it was interesting, embarrassing, kind of weird. Yeah. But like, I was like, why would you tell her this? this is so strange. <laughs> but I guess that's the way you know. How many kids? Gosh, people, don't you get it? Don't have them. <laughs> Listen, you're helping the world population. We're overpopulated. Okay, young people, if you want to complicate your relationships, have a couple kids. Yeah. Then you'll have to stay for them and be unhappy the rest of your life, like 90% of the rest of us out here. <laughs> Do for yourselves. Be selfish. It's fine. <laughs> you'll thank yourself later when you're 50. You'll pat your own self on the back. Good choice, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I and nowadays it's it's actually very convenient and easy to keep from getting pregnant. It's rather easy. Is it? Yeah. The the ways to Oh like, yeah, you mean like oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I was like, oh, what? Do you are you that old? Do you not know? <laughs> no, no, I just went a more serious route. I uh when I was <laughs> when I was single, which was for like I didn't date for over a decade, man. Yeah. Like, that's a long stretch, right? Yeah. But in the middle of that decade, I realized I have a son, you know, my, my son, Wyatt. And I just realized, I, I, 
I don't really want to have any more kids. I don't want to go through all that again. So yeah. even though I had a fight with my doctor, right, I got a vasectomy in my mid-30s, mm-hmm. like 35. And I have not regretted that shit because I still ended up with four stepkids. Good Lord, yeah. what if I had a couple more? <laughs> I wouldn't even be Costa Rican anymore. I'd be Mexican. <laughs> I only say that because my wife's Mexican and she just pops them out like one after another, you know. But uh, that's inner racism in our family. So I actually am in, in love with a, a half Mexican woman. So. Anyways, but yeah, I mean, like that was my decision and I, I've not regretted it because I also don't have like another kid that's younger clouding my love for my other step, for my stepkids. So there's no weirdness there. So it's all, you know, it's love all the same. But yeah, like I made a permanent decision on that because I thought if I end up dating someone younger, they're going to want to have more kids. My wife still, still is always like, I want to. Have a baby. I'm like, why? <laughs> why exactly. would you do that? She's done that four times. It's like you've had four natural childbirths. You want another one? <laughs> what are you sick? What's wrong with you? God, like in diapers, dude. Diapers, I think, and for all of you out there who got kids in diapers, mm-hmm. may the rest of us just pity your soul. That shit cost about a billion dollars. You know, you hate to be the yeah. cheap parent, but you're like, I think you could do, do one more time in that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I never did flip that. It, flip it inside yeah, out. <laughs> I never did that, but it was like, you feel like it. Because when my mom, when we were adopted, they were, we, my parents, adopt, we were in, they were stationed in Panama. Yeah. Cloth diapers, man. Three of us. Oh, yeah. Old school, man. Mom out there just I, doing laundry and doo-doo. <laughs> yep. My I was my parents did that with me and my brother. Like I got older and I found like my dad turned them into shop rags when we got out of diapers. So for years, like out in the garage, he would have our old like cloth diapers that he used as shop rags, or my mom used them to like clean around the house because my mom didn't throw anything away. Well, you know, you made use of it. Yeah. As long as you bleach the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was like, what are these weird rags? Oh, those are your old diapers. I was like, ew. Nah, I washed all the poop off. I was like, you did what? I'm like, look, I believe in recycling and everything, but uh, <laughs> this is a might be going a little, yeah, you're going a little farther. <laughs> yeah. It's like prepper's level. Don't worry yeah. about it. Wipe it. Let it dry in the sun. Will you eat it later? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you, you ever watch to see those prepper people? Like these people yeah. that prep for like the weirdest stuff and like yep. the amount of money and effort and stuff they put in there. It's yeah. like, man, hey, listen, they, and they're always white people anyway. And they own a bunch of, they almost always own a bunch of land yep. and they live. So listen, surprise, we're not coming for you. Exactly. None of us are coming to your white property out in the middle of nowhere where you can shoot us from a mile and a half away. And we know you can do it and your kids can do it because they're weird. Like, you're safe out there, people. Yeah. It's the people that live like in the inner cities or the suburbs where we're all butted against each other. We're the ones yeah. that are in any kind of real danger because, you know, you take people's comforts away and people, the most, you know, seemingly sane people, I don't think can handle real struggle. I've had oh, nothing no. before. I've been homeless before. I know what it's like to have nothing, nothing. And like, not only have nothing, but be in a position where you don't even know how you're going to eat, right? So yeah. I've, 
I've lost everything before and I, you know, gained it back through work and, and, and a lot of, uh, blessings, but, um, I don't think most people could do that, man. You start just taking someone's cable, you know, oh, uh, take, people take freak the, out over that. What if the cell service went down? People would just lose their shit. Yeah. Actually in a, uh, in a hurricane Harvey happened, it knocked out, um, a couple of the towers, the cell phone towers, and like people in my area were complaining about <clears throat> complaining about that the most because we didn't lose power, but uh, we didn't lose power on water, so we had that. But the cell service went out, and like I went to like the when it finally stopped raining, I went to the store, and everyone's all like, people are talking, oh, the stupid cell phones. I was like, we just survived one of the worst hurricanes ever, and you like, didn't lose power. Yeah, you didn't lose power. You didn't lose your internet. What are you, you had running about? water. Why are you complaining? Who cares if the cell phones don't work? So what? <laughs> and it, they didn't fix it. Like they put up a temporary tower. Like AT and T brought in this like temporary tower on like a truck and put it up, and it was it was not big enough to handle all oh, the yeah, just population. And it was just con- it didn't work then because it was constantly overloaded. And it was that way for like ten months. Ten months. Yeah. And even now, if you go back to that same part of town, it's still slow. Yeah, we just, I think they recalculated the towers right by us. For some yeah. reason, now our house falls in this just shit zone. Oh. So now when people call me, they always are like, I can't hear you. Like it starts where they can hear me and then it just like drops off. Yeah. My signal's just that weak now somewhere. So it's like, and I, because there's not enough people where I'm at for them to give a shit. <laughs> well, it could also be that you got a phone out of like the gumball machine. No, no. <laughs> I actually have really good phones. <laughs> they just, there's no point in having them. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, the internet out here is just, where I'm at, it just sucks. It, this, oh, I got Where the I was best at internet. before, man, it was the awesome. It was like yours. It was like just, you know, bullet fast, never yep. bogged down. It was like, you know, fiber optic. Smoking fast. Like, I remember back in the day, we used to pay shit tons just for, like, DSL and, like, oh, yeah. remember T1, T11 and all that, right? Or not T11, now I'm construction. But, jeez, uh, <laughs> T1 cable, whatever. Yeah. And you, you know, yeah. pay a shit ton of that shit. And that shit's slow compared to what we have. Now, you got gigabyte service, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's mind-blowing to someone like me. Oh, it's so fast. Because the last time I was in computers, that would have just, that would have been like, this is no way. You can't do that. You know what I mean? And then, of course, yeah. you know, it has happened that way. But now things are finally getting to the point where we're almost maxed out with the technology. We can't really go much faster anymore. Everything has been they have pushed the limits of the materials. Yeah. And so now we're at kind of like this precipice where now things got to be gadgets. They're not any better or faster than other ones. They just try and sell them by cute little things on them. Yeah, well, those gimmicky. Uh, this one holds better. This one has a better camera. This one does. Yeah, because they're kind of maxed out with the speeds, you know, with what they can do. So it's kind of interesting how that all works out. I remember when those Huawei's got banned. That phone. The what? Huawei fan uh, phones. There was a huge phone worldwide. They're banned in the U.S. now. And oh, those Chinese ones. Yeah, and those phones yeah. were supposed to be like released by now here, and they were going to be mm-hmm. a, like shit ton of money, like fifteen hundred bucks or something like that on average. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting how we have all these comforts now, all these instant, yeah. instant access to information. 
instant yeah. access to our friends, instant ac- access to duck lips and dick pics and <laughs> just like it's crazy to me, man. It is crazy to me. Like I get frustrated when I'm around people that are like a little bit younger. Like a lot of people your age, for instance, millennial, like they're so used to getting everything now. Yeah. That they don't have any patience. Yeah. It's like I was here with some people a couple weeks ago. We had those power problems. Oh, right. Yeah. And so our Internet finally went out. There's a box across the street and it runs on a battery. So even if the power goes out, you still have Internet as long as you have a generator yeah. or whatever. Right. But that it had been so long because it went three and a half days. We finally lost Internet. Mm-hmm. And there were some people visiting and they couldn't get on our Wi-Fi. And it was just like the world fell apart. <laughs> it's like, God, I should have just stayed home. It's like, jeez. I remember when we used to come over and visit people for the people. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we're going to go to Steve's. He's got the best internet. <laughs> it's actually funny you say that because in the last couple of years, actually that's like three years, I've gotten really intentional about if I'm with, if I'm with my friends or I'm with family and I'm there to like be, if I'm somewhere to be with other people, I make it a point to put my phone in my pocket and shut off the ringer. And then if it does ring, I'm not going to answer it unless like, you know, I'll look at it and like, Oh, is this an emergency or not? Or do I really need to answer this or not? Because like, I just noticed personally that I got really bothered when I was like having a good, meaningful conversation. I'm having a good time with someone. And then they're just like, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But they aren't listening to you because they're on their phone. And I was like, you know what? That bothers me when I do that. And I know that I do that to other people. I don't want to do that to other people. So I've really become tried to become more aware of that because I'm like, you know what? This person, like, you know, could not be here tomorrow. And I would hate to be like, you know what? We just sat and stared at our phones all night rather than talk with each other. Yeah, I got upset at my wife a couple of years ago. I had just gotten her, like, whatever the brand new galaxy was at the time. It was, like, a Galaxy 8 or whatever. And I just yeah. paid it outright, right? And she was on her phone. She wasn't listening. And I was like, honey, honey, uh, if you don't pay attention to me in about the next five seconds, you can kiss that phone goodbye. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she thought I was joking. I don't know uh, Listeners out there If you've ever had the satisfaction Of actually smashing someone's phone (laughs) When it was really appropriate (laughs) I'm not saying do or don't do it But I can tell you how it feels (laughs) Fucking amazing (laughs) The look on a person's face when you smash their everything, <laughs> I just crushed your mother, your sister, your Facebook, your Instagram, your stupid pictures. All your memes are in little pieces on the floor right now. <laughs> and I guess now you're just going to have to talk to me. Because <laughs> I'm the only thing left in your life right now. <laughs> it's a great feeling And it really did reset our relationship And yeah. um, it got her really thinking Like I'm like honey please Like even last night It's our anniversary Yeah Now she didn't do it the whole night at all But at one point 
she picked up her phone and I, I heard little blingy noises like she was playing some stupid game. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not saying it's stupid. If she likes it, it's whatever. It's fine. But I was like, honey, honey, I'm only going to be alive probably like a couple more years. I don't know how many more of these you're going to get. So could you uh, please put your phone down and pay attention to me? And uh, guess what? That phone went right down. <laughs> <laughs> she just got that phone. She's like, it's not again, motherfucker. She knows I was fast that shit. <laughs> now I can say it nice and calm with a smile on face because it's what's yeah. behind that smile. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she knows I mean it. Yeah. I did that one time with her uh, MacBook Pro. <laughs> you told us that yeah. before. Just, yeah. yeah. I, I do that with my kids too. I, I guess I'm like Hulk. They call me the Hulk. <laughs> They're like, oh, dad's mad. Hulk smash. <laughs> I'll be like, you did what? You did what? You hit your sister in the face. Oh, you like this fire truck? It's nice and red and shiny. And in pieces. <laughs> Stop that bitch. You, know. you ever see the look on a kid's face and you break their favorite toy? <laughs> Let me tell you, parents, you can get mad at me all you want. You want to talk about some instant results? <laughs> On whether a kid thinks you're fucking serious or not <laughs> you, do it. you listen I paid for the shit So You know You can act right Or I'll break every motherfucking one of them I tell you what though When my kids just mess up the house I broke about three toys After that Not a problem Listen you can, Like I said You can be pissed at me all you want And hate me You think I'm a bad parent but I've never stepped on a damn Lego. Bet you have. <laughs> Bet you have. I haven't. Why? Because I break my kids' shit. They know not to leave that shit out. I can walk in a room at night. Other listeners, other adults, other parents don't even got to have the lights on. I don't got to worry about stepping on shit. <laughs> <laughs> my methods may not be smooth, but damn, they're pretty accurate and pretty... Pretty good success rate. <laughs> <laughs> they told me I should go as Hulk for uh, Halloween. I'm like, yeah, but the Hulk was muscular. I'm just fat. <laughs> fat Hulk. My kid's like, you know, they have those T-shirts where they spray on the abs or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I was like, not in 3X, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, it's it's interesting that you say that though, because it's one thing I have really appreciated about like dating Jasmine. She'll just put her phone in her purse, and like nowadays, that's that's unheard of. At least of. in my experience, that's unheard of. Yeah. Like I can spend the weekend with her, and she's not on her phone. Like we can spend all day together. We can go out somewhere. We can go to the beach. We can go to the movies. We can go to the mall. We can go wherever, and. Her phone can be, I mean, I'll hear it ring. I'll hear like the text tones go off and she'll just continue to talk to me. I'm like, wow, I feel really special right now. I feel like I'm a valued person. I feel like I'm an actual human being. And besides it's, that, all the dirty stuff that we use those phones for, she already has it. You're right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no point in lowering my standards of being a filthy human being on this piece of electronics. I don't got to leave proof for anything. We can just talk. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> She's going to hate me. 
I don't. I actually don't think she will. No, not at all. I, I, like I said, I pretty much assume that you know if she can tolerate. Listen, people, Mark, <laughs> don't get it twisted. Okay, he's just as uh, what I don't know rambunctious as I am at times. Yeah. So uh, if, believe me, if she can put up with his shit, she can probably put up with mine. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, I <laughs> the last episode I talked about how my whole "that's what she said" joke in the totally oh. wrong, inappropriate setting. So yeah, it's not like I, I really always say or do that, the right thing. By the way, <laughs> it is so nice to hear other people just go, just like both hand a foot in your own mouth. You know what I mean? Just yeah, like break your own legs, stuffing it in there because like, <laughs> I can't. Because you know what that is? It's like sometimes you'll have like an inner dialogue. Yeah. But it comes out auditorily, and you don't realize it. Yeah, and you're like, that's "Oh, basically shit. what happened." I yeah. just said that out loud. I didn't yeah. mean to say it out loud. It was just yeah. so profound in my head that it came out of my mouth because I don't yeah. know when to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And now I'm stuck in a hole. What's funny is, honestly, most of the time, I, I gotta say pleasantly, most of the time people understand that. And they really yeah. don't get mad too often. No, they don't. But the Most ones that do, run, yeah. run. Yeah. <laughs> run. Yeah. Because you just brought up every bad thing that ever happened to them. You yeah. know, whatever. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, their daddy and issues. And it's just bad and bad and bad. Yeah, it's <sighs> awful. No, but it's like, I'm, yeah, the thing is like, I'm a normal person. I'm a normal human being. Like, it takes a lot for me to get like set off. And to go on a rant, but certain things will trigger a rant. Which is so funny. <laughs> but it doesn't happen very often. I know. That's what makes it so funny. Like, it's it, <laughs> like I can. The last time I went on a rant was like after my last relationship ended, and my, my friends told me my ex had tried to like talk to them about it. And they were like, nope, we're Team Mark. Sorry. And I was like, really? They were like, yeah. They're like, we, we, we were your friends first. Um, she got grandfathered in. Now she's out. You know, you know, we don't want to hear. We don't want to take sides, you know, but we are taking sides. And I was like, oh, well, thanks. I appreciate that. I was like, you know, I was like, seeing as y'all were women, I expected y'all to take the same side. And they were like, no, no, we're team Mark. You're good. They were like, so how are you feeling? And I like lost my cool. And I went on a rant and a tirade. And then, like, afterwards, I felt great. And I hadn't thought about it for a while. <laughs> but I was like, I, then afterwards, I was like, I, I even apologized. And I was like, I'm sorry I went on a rant. And they were like, no, no, you don't have to apologize. I'm like, but you know me. I don't really go on rants. They're like, no, no, we can understand you're frustrated. I'm like, well, I'm not frustrated anymore. See, but that's why I rant. Because if, if I rant, I get it like you, right? I, yeah. I, I'm not a grudge holder. Right? Yeah, neither oh. am I. <laughs> like, I can remember anyway. <laughs> right? How can you be a crutch? I can't remember shit. <laughs> Literally been a mid-conversation on the podcast. I remember the fuck I am. But I mean, lost where I was at. But I mean, yeah, so I don't hold grudges. But man, I got to get stuff out. I can't. Yeah. I, it's just the way. But the thing is, like, my kids, my family, everyone that knows me knows, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just a barker. I'm not a biter. Like, yeah, I just got to get that out and then be once I feel like at least I was heard. I'm fine. Yeah. For me, it's I most of the time I I've learned I need to not bottle up stuff and I need to just let it out. Like about like my friend dying this last week. 
like Jasmine the other day was like, hey, you know, how are you doing? I was just like, look, I'm going to be honest. I'm really sad right now. I know I'm going to be okay, but just right now I'm feeling this. She's like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I don't know what to say. I'm like, you don't need to say anything. You know, one thing I've learned from losing people is when you've lost someone, the last thing you want to hear is someone to tell you this is <laughs> two things that I, at least me personally, I don't want someone to tell me what I should do. <laughs> I don't, I don't need your outside input. I just need you to listen. And the other thing is I don't need you to tell me that you know how I feel unless you've really been through it before. And there's very, very few people that have been able to tell me, oh, I know how you feel. And, you know, I know they understand. Yeah. I have another question. Uh, tell me what you think. Am I a bad person? Uh, no. The other day, <laughs> you know, like in, in all seriousness, man, like I thought my mom was was gone, man. I thought like this is it, yeah. you know, and it, it was horribly tra traumatic, right? And I was out here and I was sitting with Jazz, you know, and I'm like struggling with it, everything. And then I, I turned her and I say, but you know what made me feel a lot better? And she's like, what? And I was like, well, if you could, like, you know, massage my back and uh, let me have some anal sex with you. That'd probably make me feel a lot better <laughs> about this situation. And uh, <laughs> does that make me a bad person? Because <laughs> I thought to myself, always with the choking one. Is that, is that, is, she looked at me like I'm like well I was just being really I thought we were in the safe open place here like, she looks at me and shakes her head she goes you are just so wan she's just like honey I love you so much but there is just no one like you and she's like, and I don't know if there should be. <laughs> I go, yeah, oh but are, are you going to let me have anal sex with you? Or? <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up just laughing and laughing because I just, I guess it was my way of just dealing with that stress. You yeah. know, I couldn't rant anymore about how pissed off or upset I was about it. I just thought, well, what make me feel better? I know. <laughs> but <coughs> I actually understand that because I find myself doing similar things, like making jokes that would seem would be like what would seem to be like just the worst possible time or really inopportune times. But that's just sometimes how I just deal with stuff. Like and typically people around it's, they're like, Oh man, this is a super serious moment. And I just make this off the cuff joke. And they're like, what? I'm like, sorry. And, and I know that I'm that's like, like a really private thing. And it's really probably weird to people that I would even say something like that, or even let people know that I would say something like that. Yeah. But it's, you know, Hey man, this is like a straight podcast. And yeah. I, sometimes I really just need checks and balances because, you know, as life experiences go and where you, where you came from, your history and everything, um, sometimes defining where lines that are acceptable or unacceptable for people, like for me, they get like obviously blurred a lot. Yeah. Because I just kind of say exactly. <laughs> so in my <laughs> mind, but, um, so yeah, I thought to myself after, so I was like, Chaz, I'm like, am I, am I a bad person for making a joke like that? <laughs> and she goes, no, you're not a bad person for making a joke like that. But you are a bad person because you mean it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, touche. 
<laughs> so yeah, we celebrated our uh, we celebrated our six years of marriage here last night in the man cave. Because, oh, wow, uh, the most romantic of locations. Well, you know, it is for us, though. This is where we had our first date. Our first date. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I was like, hey, you want to come to my creepy man cave? <laughs> <laughs> sure, it sounds safe to me. <laughs> <laughs> the, the relationship that was born weird stays weird. That's right. And we literally, I set up one of the booths in the exact spot where we sat the night we met. So yeah. last night when we came in here. It still was a romantic thing because we literally were sitting face to face just like we were the first day we met. And um, so, yeah, it was really nice to have yeah, okay. that time with her. Before I get there next week, I hope you deep clean that place because there's what? Viagra, ice cream sandwiches, lube. It's just got to be all over that place. Oh, no, it's clean. <laughs> oh no, I'm not. I'm not a filthy person like that. <laughs> I got black lights out here. I can't leave trace evidence, man. This whole, this whole no, I'm dead serious. The whole ceiling's black lights, man. It's like a, it, with this triangle that I put up. This light, it's, this place started looking like Studio 54 in here. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I keep, so for those who don't know, I, I bought this like five foot reversed neon sign from like some guy's facility. I don't know. It was taken out of a bar and I, I handled it for like a hundred bucks or something. Anyways, it's just funny because I, I see this thing up here now and I'm like, I'm probably the only person who buys some weird shit like that. <laughs> yeah. And see it and then picture it. My, like when I saw it in this pile of garbage, I pictured it exactly how it is now. It was like mm -hmm. a red background and all that. Like, it's so strange. My wife, she said that she likes that side of me because it's kind of creative and interesting. But now it sort of looks like a Doom, like the game, video game Doom, like over your yeah. head. Which, I don't know, I kind of like it. It's pretty dope. <laughs> <coughs> oh my but yeah, that's, last night was our anniversary. And uh, so, yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was a late one. By the time we walked out of here, it was daylight. What? Yeah. Because oh Jazz, Jazz and I talk a lot. Like, you think I talk a lot on the podcast, people? My <laughs> wife and I never shut up. That's why I had to kick her the fuck out of here tonight. She shut up. Get off the damn podcast. It's like, well, I told him, it's like, you can come near, I'm going to barricade the damn door. It's like, I said, at least once, I'm going to try and get through here without getting interrupted. <laughs> and I'm nervous now. Like, I'm starting to sweat extra. Yeah. Because I'm getting close. <laughs> like, <laughs> it could happen, man. <laughs> I could get all the way through. Without having to barricade the door. That's right. I told them, uh, if I turn the house lights on in here, it gets really bright. But it also turns lights on on the outside of the building. So oh. I told them, nobody's to approach this building if there's not a light on. <laughs> Under the uh, the guise of <laughs> smashing toys and death. <laughs> smashing toys and death. Smashing toys, phones, and death. That's right. God, I sound like a big baby. <laughs> Just walking <laughs> around, smashing everybody's stuff. Ah! <laughs> Listen to me, or I break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting not to sound like such a good dad. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what you'll appreciate, listeners? 
You don't got to worry about my kids not washing their hands. They don't get out of a bathroom without that. <laughs> That's true. My kids, they, they go to straight. I got them doing like the hospital scrubbing between the fingers, the over the hands <laughs> thing. Count it down. 30, uh-huh. 29, 28. <laughs> Get them nails, you dirty little kid. You're digging weird shit. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of taking, <laughs> so <laughs> Jasmine was telling me that she works. She works in, uh, and she's an accountant, so she works in an office. And she said uh, a couple of the other ladies that work in her office have these really big, long fingernails, like the fake fingernails that are really long. And so she had told, you know, she said she, they had just gotten them done. And they were like, oh, well, you should get your nails done. <laughs> and she was like, well, you know, like, I don't know how I could type. They're like, oh, no, no, you just get used to it. She's like, well, beyond that, it kind of seems unsanitary. And they were like, well, what do you mean? She's like, well, how do you wipe with such big, long nails? They were like, oh, you get used to it. She's like, it just seems to me that stuff would get caught up under there. And I was like. That's a really good thought. I was like, that sounds really disgusting. I was like, how with big long, like, because I've seen like ladies that have nails that are like half inch, three quarters of an inch long, sometimes one inch. Yeah, that's gross, man. And I was just like, stuff has to get, yeah, no, that's dirty. Like, I, I get weirded up by, I'm like, I'm a guitar player, so I cut my nails regularly. Because I just can't have stand having long nails. And I'm always like, i got to get underneath the nail and make sure it's clean when I wash my hands. And they're usually cut really short, and I'm still, like, scrubbing them. I think my son uses his fingernails like picks. <laughs> oh, he does, he does the picking thing, so he's got the long ones, like the classical guitarists do. Yeah, I don't do that. I've, I started playing electric guitar. I play acoustic, but I still play my acoustic guitar like an electric. And I actually adjusted my neck and the bridge... And I got a thin-necked acoustic guitar, so it would feel like and play like electric, an electric guitar. guitar. Nice. And I specifically bought the guitar that I have for that reason. <clears throat> like I searched for six months to find a guitar that I could make into the guitar I want. It doesn't feel exactly like an electric guitar with a really good neck, but it, it's much much easier than your average standard acoustic guitar. It's much easier to play, and that's what. Like, I want a guitar with really low action that's easy to play, like an Ibanez guitar. They're, the Wizard 2 necks on Ibanez guitars are the best guitar necks ever made. They're flat. You can shred all day. They're so much fun. And the fact that your son has an Ibanez, I am thrilled to play it when I get there. Which one? The Iceman. Oh, yeah, man. That IC300, mm-hmm. that is one of the coolest guitars. And he also has said he also has a Strat. Those aren't my favorite tone, but they are still really fun to play, too. Yeah. He's also got that seven string, which I think you're going to want to play. Oh, yeah. That's a Stefan Carpenter <laughs> yeah. edition. Yeah. Yeah. I, he told me, he's like, oh, I got a Stefan Carpenter edition seven string. I'm like, what? I've always wanted to play one of those. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to love that. Yeah. And it, it, it sounds sick, man. It's, uh, it's pretty nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to you guys playing, I'll tell you that. He came out here last night and was playing a little bit, and his wrist started piling. He's like, damn it. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, just wait till Mark gets here. Yeah. He's like, well, I, I don't know. I just want to practice and play. And, uh. Well, you know, when you're when that's your thing, right, yeah. that would be like telling me I can't do something that I would like Drink to do. Pepsi? Yeah. 
Uh, you can't play pool or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. That, that really bothered me. Which, by the way, is why I got to get to this next room so I can play some pool. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's – so it's kind of bothers him because he wants to play just to play, and then, you know, he's got that little injury, so. Yeah. But I don't – I think he's probably just going to tape it up and play anyway when you're here. <laughs> well, I'm going to do as long as I can, as best as I can. I was practicing, but the last few days I just have not had the time. But, I mean – as long as I'm not super rusty, I can pick up stuff super quick. Well, that's what I like, told them, and I was like, "You guys don't even have to practice. I don't know. No, both of you guys just pick it up." I went on. <laughs> I went on tour. The first time I went on tour, it was funny because I met the group like halfway through the tour, and uh, <laughs> so me and the other guy in the band, he's like, "Hey, let me teach you the song." So we sat down. I'm not even kidding. We sat down and played through their songs for like 20 minutes. That's all we did. We sat down. He's like, okay, here's this song. Okay, go on to the next one. Here's this song. Okay, go on to the next one. Here's this song. I was like, okay. He's like, you got that? I'm like, yeah, I'll be fine. So the next day, we go and play the next night. And so then that night after we get done, this other guy, Nate, he comes up to me and he's like, dude, <coughs> um, how long have you been playing those songs? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you literally sat down for 20 minutes last night. Halfway played the songs with Scott, and then you went out and nailed it. And I was like, yeah, it was easy. He's like, how is it that easy? He's like, that's not fair. He's like, I, it takes me like a week to learn a song. <laughs> I was like, no, it shouldn't. I'm like, you're a really good guitar player. He's like, no, dude. He's like, I'm not even kidding. And the other guy's in his band. He's like, no, dude, it takes him a while. Like, he really has to put in the work. <laughs> He's like, that is not fair. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I just picked it up, and I was like, oh, okay, it'll be fun. <laughs> When Wyatt first played, when he was like 13, we, uh, Jazz and him and I assembled the first band, which was called The Family Jewels. <laughs> I remember that. Right? Yep. It became very obvious very quickly that uh, we were not at his talent level. <laughs> yeah. Like, he went from like not knowing how to play the guitar to like playing pretty decently in like a year. Mm. Yeah. Within three years, pretty much whatever and now there's really nothing you can't play you know yeah and uh it's crazy when people are that good at shit it's so the other night like i said he'll come out here sometimes and just put an album on and then just play it like <laughs> whether he knows it or not he'll just figure it out on the fly yeah and then you know with all the effects and stuff it's like he was playing some tool album the other night and it literally sounded exactly the same yeah, and I'm just like, how do you, how can you do that by ear? Like you just hear shit and you can just make it do that. That yep. that that blows me away. You used to do that when I first saw you playing with Chris. Song yeah, way back many years ago, and it was just like so easy for you. <laughs> I was just like, and you had that same attitude that you always have. Eh, well, you know, it's not that hard. And then just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, well, well, it kind of is. Fuck you. <laughs> I've tried it, and I sucked at it, and we have the videos to prove it. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not that easy. Like, music's weird because it, some of that stuff's just a gift, dude. It, it does work. If you want to be really good at it, <clears throat> there is talent involved. I do know one guy who uh, learned to play the guitar that really didn't have any talent, but he just put in tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of work. 
and now he's an exceptional guitar player. So unless you're like completely crippled in musical talent, you you know you can do it. But if you are talented, you do have to work a lot less at it. And I don't have to work very hard at it. Like I don't regularly practice. I just don't because I can know. I oh okay, I'm gonna show up. Oh, okay, and I can just play most of the time. Yeah, he uh, he just kind of plays like. Well, he's mostly into bass. I mean, he can play. Mm-hmm. He can play any lead and has all that stuff. But he just has a love for bass. It's weird. Like he just wants to push the limits of what that whole thing can do. You know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the music that he writes, where like the bass is a lead. Yeah. And it's 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 crazy because usually you know I grew up where the bass was just kind of like this thing that was always in the background. <laughs> it was just kind of like boom 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 boom. You know. Yeah. Whatever. And then, you know, he writes music and you're like, whoa, that's, wow. You know, I didn't know bass could do <laughs> yeah. that. Because he has fretless bass. Mm-hmm. He has an eight string. He's got a stand-up, full-size, regular, like, bass. Like, you know, like, you know. He's got an eight string bass? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's, so it's what it is, is it's eight string. So there's, like, a harmonic string for each of the four. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So this, and this thing is beautiful man oh it's a beautiful guitar but it sounds like nothing else because something that people don't understand like like when they see our family and stuff and they see like the guitar like stuff that my son has like all these guitars and stuff they're like why would anyone have that much of those well they don't really realize they all do sound different yeah and there's many different styles of bodies and different styles of electronics and woods and things that make, and some yeah. of them are just built totally differently. An eight <laughs> string is never going to sound like a four string. Four string is never no. going to sound like that. Same thing with like a seven string versus a six string. Yeah. You know, or he just got a six string bass, but that, what that does is it adds a string lower and yeah. a string higher. A string. Yeah. So it has this amazing range. And to him, playing a four-string or a six-string, there's no difference for him. In his mind, it's the same thing. It's easy. Yeah. Which just, again, as a former attempted bass player, it just makes me want to puke. <laughs> well, it's the same thing with, like, a seven-string or an eight-string guitar compared to a six-string guitar. You just got those one or two extra lower strings, and it just gives you more range. Yeah, but you also <laughs> have to have freakishly long fingers to well, play some I of do. The, yeah, to play some of these. <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. These necks down by the body, I mean, oh, they're they, they huge. Be like six inches. Like, yeah, they're massive. massively wide. And like you're reaching all the way over into the bottom string. Like yeah. that's it looks his hands, they I call them face huggers. <laughs> Cause when he puts his hands like up to his face, it looks like the face hugger from Alien. <laughs> I'm like, Wyatt, I love you so much. You got some creepy fucking hands, man. <laughs> but it does make it so that he can play really, yeah. I think, stuff that would be uncomfortable for a lot of people. He can play pretty easily because of his freak hands. <laughs> yeah. That's funny because <laughs> you say that because I've never, like, I had, I've had a few couple seven strings. I want to get an eight string guitar just because I'm going to play a lot of the new Deftone stuff. And I know that their necks are even bigger. And, and it's funny because I was actually talking with Wyatt about that. And he said, oh, you know, you, do you have an eight string? I was like, no, but I played one before. And my hands are big enough. He's like, yeah, I want to get one too. And it was funny because the other day, Jasmine was like, your hands are giant. And I'm like, no, they aren't that big. Then I was like, well, I could play an eight string guitar. So they are pretty big. She's like, no, they're giant because they're as big as my feet. <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What?" She's like, 
No, think about it. And I looked and I was like, oh, they're about as big as your feet. <laughs> so I don't know about anyone else that's listening, but uh, I think we're all wondering how she came up with that instant measurement. What the? <laughs> right, people? What the fuck are they doing? Foot that- massage. Ah. See, it's re- crazy. That's right. See, it's respectable. I would have never saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Not massaging feet. What's, that? What's in that for me? I'm, not, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding because my wife massages me every day and I need it desperately. And it's one of the main reasons why I know she loves me because it's a lot of work. So, no, I, I totally understand that. But yeah, I was just, wow, see, right there. You're just so good. That's, why don't, why don't, see, that's why I don't try. That's why I don't try. That's, that's, that's why my car fact, my like guy facts, since I was 12, fuck it. I'm not even, there's no fix. There's no fix in it. I was oh a salvage God. title. <laughs> I had been through it all. By the time I got to that second wife. I need a, we need to, I, I don't know anybody who does like graphic design or t-shirt design because if somebody did, I would ask them to make a guy facts report for you and then I could put it on a t-shirt and we could sell that. Oh God! <laughs> that would be really freaking fun. I also want to do a horrible friend shirt of some kind and a salmon dad shirt. I saw this. He did. Mark sent me a picture of a salmon dad shirt. It was like a fish, <laughs> and it said salmon dad, and it was in like salmon color. Color. I thought that was pretty cool. I I I want to do that. I just didn't like that design. I want to find something that's a little bit more eye catching. But I do like those ideas. And you say horrible friend enough to where that needs to be a t-shirt. Horrible friend. (laughs) You know what the nice part about having a horrible friend is? (laughs) You look so much better by comparison. Yeah, and all the weird repercussions of being the horrible friend don't happen to you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You just go watch. Look at him run. Oh, no, he's going to catch him. Oh, oh, oh. I got really scared. He's pulling ahead. (laughs) <laughs> You're like John Cook My, my brother-in-law I, I have a brother-in-law People are people Listen, I have a brother-in-law who's so good And so lovable and kind and nice And just There's not a person that doesn't Just wouldn't Everyone loves this guy Loves John Cook He's like a celebrity love Like he can go anywhere He's the whitest guy Geeky guy Can go to like a rap concert And just Just end up up front Like this People love him You're like that (laughs) I try to get around you Because I think They think Maybe you'll rub off on me <laughs> or they think, no, maybe there is a good piece of a soul in there because he's hanging out with Mark. <laughs> I mean, Mark's not perfect, but Juan, Jesus. <laughs> People are just like, I'm glad I'm not God and I don't got to make that decision. Because <laughs> I don't know how to tell you, it's not looking good for you. <laughs> but, uh, Thank Tupac, only God can judge me I know a lot of people use that song But I pretty much got it as a loop (laughs) (laughs) But I really feel like there's a lot of people Oh my goodness I really feel like there's a lot of people like me though 
I do. I do, I do because, you know, the res- I think, too, because of the response to the podcast kind of kind of affirmed that for me a little bit. Yeah. Because I really did expect to be getting some direct hate mail by now. <laughs> I actually think a lot of people have this secret, I would say, uh, one side to them that they just don't let out. That they really do enjoy listening to the podcast because they're like, wow, I can really identify with one what Juan is saying, but I'll just never admit it to anybody. Yeah, but if you're ever around and you get to see it happen, it's pretty funny. <laughs> True. I remember a couple times, man, us going to like dinner, like with a big group or something, and like literally just going into a restaurant and it would literally turn into a show. <laughs> it's just yeah. us at our table and everyone in the place watching us. <laughs> that would actually be really fun. I would do that. I think every time we went out, it pretty much happened. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the best part about being around uh, like-minded people. Nobody knows exactly where to place the bullet right away. So I got a chance. Shoot, <laughs> 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 dodge another one. <laughs> Me and Fifty Cent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not making little of the fact that he's been shot, and I haven't. I'm just saying I'm thankful. That's all. <laughs> oh my goodness. I nearly choked. <coughs> mm. I've been trying to control my breathing. Yeah? I've been trying to do some zen breathing. Some zen breathing. I literally thought about, like, because believe me, people, I hear me breathing, too. It's not a secret. <laughs> All right? I get it. He does his best to edit out, but it's like, is he dying? <laughs> it's like, some, a couple times, it's like it sounded like, I ran before I got to the mic. <laughs> yeah. Except, and really, all you did was reach for a Pepsi. Right. And it's not, <laughs> it's not like panting, like I'm out of breath like that. It's just weird noise. I sound like a Doom soundtrack. <laughs> you know, you sometimes you sound like <laughs> Predator. You're like, <laughs> you really do. Holy shit. Holy shit. You sound shit. like the Predator's growl. That's so funny, man. I should bring that out here. I have a, a <laughs> I have a replica predator sword, like the thing that goes yeah. that extends and goes shring shring. Yeah. Like that big long thing. Yeah. I should put it out here. Heck yeah. I gotta find it. <laughs> People give me the oddest shit. Here, take this. I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? Because <laughs> like, oh. they know you have a ton of weird yeah. stuff already. Oh yeah, I guess that's probably what it is, right? Yeah. So, like, I don't know, but I figured you could use it. I'm like, what is this? It's like, <laughs> oh, it's like it's a it's a replica, you know, uh, spear from Predator. I was like, oh, that's awesome. So, but then I I thought in my mind, oh, like it's a toy. So I start fucking with it, caught myself. <laughs> what? Dude, <laughs> it's not a toy. Those blades, oh those blades are sharp. I was like going, swing, swing. And then I, it came back and it was supposed to like lock and it, yeah. sl- and it went back and then it just stabbed me right in the hand. There's a part where it hooks back and it's got a point stuck uh-huh. me right in the meat of my hand. <laughs> and I thought maybe he gave it to me cause it's broken. <laughs> cause I don't think that was supposed to happen. <laughs> and it was one of those moments. It's like, if I take it out, is it gonna really bleed, or is it just like a fat wound? 
<laughs> no one ever talks about the fat wound. When you're fat, we get wounded, and it can look pretty bad, but nothing happens. Yeah. I've had, dude, I've had cuts so big, I can make them like mouths and <laughs> make them talk and shit. Nothing happens. You just see a fat layer, and then it goes down to the meat. Nothing. <laughs> they just sew it up. <laughs> Or you just put it over the stove and the fat melts together and it's closed. Yeah, I figure if I'm going to get burned, I'm going to try and hold it there a couple extra seconds to get it cauterized, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That happened to me. That happened to me out here in the winter. I had one of those, uh, you know, those like propane turbo heaters. Yeah. It was the old school kind where the flame actually came out of it. Now they're recessed inside, right? Back in the day, they used to blow a flame right out the fuck in front of them. And mine was ran on a thermostat. Yeah. Well, it was back in the old Ron drinking days, and I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> Had my leg directly in front of it, like leaning almost against the front of it, when the thermostat kicked on and it, it realized it needed to turn on. It immediately burned a hole in the back of my calf about three inches in diameter. But it burned it so deep and, like, fast, didn't feel shit. Uh-huh. Just burned a hole in my leg. And for about a month, you could see the muscle in the back of my leg from where that had burned. Crazy, man. <laughs> and I was like, so that's what third degree? You don't feel it? Like it burns the nerves? Yeah, yeah. I had never had that. I mean, it looked horrible, but I didn't feel anything. And at first I thought, oh, man, it's probably just because I'm drunk. I don't feel it. I'm probably going to die or something. Nope, it's fine. <laughs> Another fat injury. Just melted the fat away, sealed it right up. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when my kids fall, that's not a fat injury. It's going to be bones, blood, something. Kids are so resilient, though. Like, they can, like, you know, have some crazy accident, and most of the time they're fine. I'm always like, how? How is that? How come me, with all my cushioning, when I fall, I still get, like, busted (laughs) up? They got yeah. nothing to break their fall, just bones and hopes. Yeah. And they just bounce right back up and go about their merry way. Yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you this. Okay, so uh, last night, right, my daughter's taking a shower, and she loves singing. And it's it's like a handicap shower for my mom, so it has those, like, things you grab on the wall. Yeah. Okay, well, anybody that knows, eventually they will work loose, and you have to reset them, right? Not if you do it right. The clip-on, not, not the ones that you drill in, just the little vac, you know. You, oh, the vacuum yeah, ones? Okay. those eventually. I was going to say, if that's coming loose, you've got a big problem. You you suck as an installer. Uh, yeah. No, but, <laughs> it's like, did you put those in one? Uh, no, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen, right? Yeah. Well, she's dancing and everything, and apparently she went to do some twirl, and she was hanging out of that shit. <laughs> My wife was in the bathroom with her because, you know, She's young and doesn't really know how to work the, the temperatures, right? So she's got to be in there. Yeah. All of a sudden, she said it looked like the, she said it looked like the shower ejected her. <laughs> Out of nowhere, she just comes flying out the curtain and lands on the floor. <laughs> Butt naked. She turns around and looks up at her mom and goes, don't tell dad. Because <laughs> she knew I was going to bust her balls, man. <laughs> I was like, hey, Twinkle Toes, I heard the shower ejected you. (laughs) (laughs) 
She got so mad at her mom. She looks up. She goes, "Mom, I told you not to tell Dad." <laughs> I go, "I'm sorry, honey. That's just way too funny. You know your mom is telling me that shit." <laughs> and then she goes, "Don't tell James." That's the older one that was in the podcast with the crippling depression. Because yeah. yeah. that kid's going to break her balls. <laughs> so my wife went immediately and told him. <laughs> I'm like, she's never going to trust you now. <laughs> she's never going to talk to her mom again. She literally just broke the heart of a naked child like on the floor asking you not to tell. <laughs> and you were like, sorry, too funny. <laughs> <laughs> so see Jasmine is my people <laughs> She's like she's, She even told her She said honey I love you very much But that's, this is just too funny I have to tell you Dad. <laughs> oh my god She's like no <laughs> This is gonna come back in 20 years too 20 years I went to therapy And the therapist And I were talking And I remembered when I fell out of the shower and you went and told Dad and James. That'll be worse for me. It'll be like, I picked out your nursing home, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for the not professionally installed grippy handles. <laughs> Wouldn't want you to fall out. And the orderly named Axel. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, right? Like, okay, people, is it my fucking up? Should I not be fucking with my kids? Is this, <laughs> is this, is this shit going to really backfire? Okay, here, here's my saving grace. I know at least two of them really like me. So I'm hoping two of the five will fight for dad. <laughs> Those would be my favorites. <laughs> so... But if only two of the five of a fight for you, that still leaves three, and that's the winning margin right there. That's when I'll find out if my wife really cares. Because <laughs> she's a two-voter. Hopefully she's on board. That is a fear of mine, though, is growing old with Jazz, because if Jazz is pushing my wheelchair, I'm fucked. <laughs> She'll leave you outside in the snow. <laughs> no, man. She'd take me to, like, a mountain bike hill. <laughs> there you go, Daddy. Bye. <laughs> you know what's disturbing? What? I'm sorry. This is something I have to get off my chest. I keep seeing grown women who refer to to guys as Daddy. You're 40. Why are you calling someone Daddy? That's weird. I've, I've, I can understand that. Like. Are you talking about like boyfriends? Or yeah, stuff like, that? like yeah, like what? Like yeah, when my I've, when my wife calls me that, I mean, but she's fifteen years younger than I am. Yeah. Okay, it is creepy. I oh no, I would nobody's ever called me that. I would never want to be called that. If they did, I'd be like, okay, that's just weird. Please don't ever say that again. I've, that that I've, just makes me think there's some deep seated issues that I don't know about. I get called that a lot. I uh, specialize in daddy issues, <laughs> which made me a valuable commodity in the singles market. <laughs> it's like, I heard you had dad problems. I know a guy. <laughs> 
All that pain's going to go away. <laughs> For about 15 minutes, and that's about it. You got to stop me now. <laughs> Why is that? It's just getting interesting. No. <laughs> you know, it's so I snorted great. Uh, jazz, <laughs> jazz was like, oh, if, if, "What if I'm if I'm not out there in the barn? You're just gonna be a douchebag." I'm like, "I'm gonna be a douchebag when I'm in the barn. And you're out here not. What's the fucking matter?" Yeah. She's like, "Yeah, too, good point. Okay, <laughs> exactly." Goes to the house. I was like, "Yeah, that's gonna change me." <laughs> no. You know what's funny though? I feel like I'm flexible, but maybe I'm really not. I don't know. I I feel like I want to continue to expand and become a better person. Yeah. But then there's that inner turmoil where it's like, no, you don't. You don't want to get better. Because <laughs> for some reason, my brain is just wired that being better is boring. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> well, I guess that depends on what you mean by being better or what area you're trying to be better in. None. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I'm totally kidding. I, I want to be, I, I do want to be like a loved father, a father who really puts in for his kids, you know, yeah. I, 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 you know, and a, and a good son to my mom and, and a good husband to my wife. So I guess I do want to, to do those things. I'm just, uh, not real good at delivering. <laughs> <laughs> My wife would even say to me sometimes, she's like, you were so close. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you were so close. It was almost a whole day where you weren't an asshole. <laughs> then I got all interested and I was like, really? Like, how close was I? She's like, well, I figured we were probably going to go to bed in a couple hours. So you made it like most of the day. And I was like, whoa, chats. <laughs> if I ever get within two hours again, you got to let me know. We can't let this shit happen. <laughs> and then she just looked at me, shook her head. <laughs> That's funny. She's, and I'm like, what? You married me. You knew. It's no surprise. <laughs> I often wonder if down the line she's going to regret it. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. You know what's funny? As crazy what? as I am, nobody has my back more than her, man. She <laughs> she thinks she thinks higher of me than I think of me. That means she's good for you. Damn. That's what you need in a partner. You know, cuz my self-esteem is probably pretty ridiculous. <laughs> and she thinks of me as high Even last night when we were sitting there talking You know, having our anniversary And she just leans over She goes, you are just so cute Would you stop being so cute? First, a little vomit came up In the back of my throat But I didn't say anything Because it was our anniversary But now it's the next day So fuck that uh, <laughs> So she'll know when she hears the podcast The next day, right back to me an asshole. Uh, <laughs> surprise. So I. <laughs> anyways, so when she said that, I was just like, "You are so weird. You think I'm weird. I think you're weird, Jazz." <laughs> I joke about that all the time about her, like you know. But God, love really is blind, dude. It is blind yeah. as shit. Yeah, it is. And actually, um, 
it was funny because <clears throat> I was thinking about this. You know, I've had conversations with people before, and like to a certain extent, love is blind, and uh, that's a good thing. But it, because like we as people are typically our own worst critics. There's things about us, you know, every every individual, you know, there's things about you, whether it's your body or like a behavior or, you know, you just don't like yourself. There's a thung, things that we can get hung up on <clears throat> that we really don't like about ourselves. And they seem if to us, they seem like impossible to overcome or like they'll never change. Or even if it's something we can't control, like me, I'm bald. I don't like being bald. I wish I had hair, but, you know, I just embraced it. I was like, forget it. I embraced it. Like, Jasmine was telling me, oh, you should let your hair grow out. And I was like, what? No, no. Ew, gross. She's like, no, but I like it when you don't shave it for, like, a week or two. It looks nice. And I'm like, but I'm bald on top. She's like, well, I'm really short, so I never notice. <laughs> and I was like, that's a whole new perspective. <laughs> I was like, I never would have thought that. She's like, and you're taller than almost everybody, so no one's ever going to notice but you. And so then this Saturday... I shaved, and she's like, why'd you shave it off? And I was like, I just felt super self-conscious, and I wanted to look clean, so I did. But I kept the beard, because she loves the beard. The beard is like kryptonite to this woman. I don't understand it. Yeah, my wife likes she, my beard. I hate it. If if I, shade it, if I shave it, she's like, why'd you shave your beard? Don't shave your beard. I'm like, really? I'm like, I'm never, I'm like nobody's ever liked my, me having a beard. I'm like, this is crazy. See, I know but, that wouldn't work for me, because... Uh, the other day, my wife told me that my hair was thinning on top. Yeah. And I was like, fine, I'm not eating your pussy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to be a smart ass? You want to be a smart ass? <laughs> All right, then. You're not seeing the top of this head. <laughs> right, you got anything else you want to say? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but my point was, it's look good like Mr. to have... Look at like Mr. Burns going down on you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was just a visual I had to share. Sorry. <laughs> With that long pointy nose of his. <laughs> Come on, ladies. You know Mr. Burns was good at that shit. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we both thought of that at the same, same time. time. <laughs> I'm sure half the listeners did too, because there are people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Be careful with your comments, ladies. It might backfire. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But like I was saying, it's good. Like <clears throat> some people get like, oh, well, you know, some people can't take compliments because they're like, oh, well, you know, you like me, so you're blind. I'm like, no. Like sometimes I'm, sometimes it is blindness and sometimes it's not because like, we somebody else can see things that we can't see about ourselves someone can look at me like jasmine and be like oh hey you know you look good we, you know you don't have to shave your head and keep it shaved all the time and trim and look look like really well put together you know like you look attractive when you do let your hair grow out and you do kind of have a scruffy beard but you know what i gotta and be to me i would literally never think of that i have to be perfectly honest though and i i'm being perfectly honest and I, I don't really care what anyone else thinks about it you can fuck off whatever but uh as guys, though, it's not the same, right? I, I'm going to be honest. If my wife was, like, ugly, sorry, man. I'm not going to be nice about it. <laughs> That's why I married who I married, right? Like like I said, every time I'm with my wife, I get giddy because I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. 
Because <laughs> she looks really good to me, right? So it's like, yeah. And she's like, well, if I was old, you wouldn't like me anymore. And I'm like, ah, got that covered. I'm 15 years old. And by the time you're old, I'll be dead. I won't have to worry about it. <laughs> right? I'm never going to have to see you as an old lady. <laughs> be honest, man. When I think about having sex with someone my own age, I'm like, ooh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being trying to offend anyone who's my age. It's that's a woman. I'm just saying, like for me, but you know, but for my like as a guy, but for my wife, like I don't know. I if I really, I, it might sound shitty, but I'm a dude. Okay, <laughs> there's lots of reasons why I don't cheat, and none of them have to do with respect or uh, <laughs> you know uh, being a good husband or. Like, <laughs> You know, uh, upholding my wedding vows. <laughs> I don't cheat on her because she's that good and that hot. That's it. <laughs> I'm just being honest, man. That, I just figured that was why that was my, why we, another reason why we work so well. She suits to my douchebag ways. And, <laughs> and she's okay with that, with that part of our relationship being like that. Like, it's okay with her. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, that might sound shitty. You know, I not listen. Would I love her if she was three hundred pounds? Sure, I would. I'd still love her. Yeah, I wouldn't cheat on her. But I'd behold the picture over her when she wasn't three hundred pounds over her head. <laughs> when I was back there. I mean, not literally. You know, I I keep it up here. In <laughs> oh, come on! You never did that. Come on, you you guys have done this. Come on. You guys have been married. You remember what she looked like when you married her. <laughs> but my wife was too skinny when I married her, so now I'm happy. But, yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, that might sound shitty, but I just had to say it because, like, I really feel like I want to be honest about that. That's just, you know, like, just sorry, ladies, you don't stand a chance against my wife. My wife's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Because people used to, I know, like, a lot, especially the early podcasts, like, I would always joke about jazz, you know, people are like, oh, man, does he mean his wife did not love us? No, man, I love the shit out of my wife, believe me. But we just have an uh, open communication where we can say pretty much anything to each other. We don't really get offended. Yeah. You know, because we're not going nowhere. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> but I tell you what, man, as a husband and as a guy, being with a woman who could take a joke and and all that kind of stuff and, and not get pissed or make me feel bad because, you know, I ask for anal sex yeah. when I'm sad about my mom dying. Like, that's yeah, that's a respectable check. <laughs> well, she the thing is, she truly understands you oh, and yeah. she doesn't and she doesn't like let anything else get in the way and she doesn't take stuff personally. Where if you had said that to most anybody else, they would have gotten offended and upset and gotten, you know, oh, I'm not talking to you anymore. And like, but she understands you because she knows who you are. And so she knows that it's a joke. She knows that it's part of you know, how you're dealing with it. And you're also like she said, well, you are kind of being honest with me. You know, she just takes it in stride because she knows th that's how you are. She's accepted you for who you are. Well, a lot of it, too, is like you've talked about on the podcast before. It's how people deal with stress and deal with things. And sometimes the ways that people deal with stress are just people look on the outside and go, oh, man, that's just appalling. That person's an awful person. You know, yeah. but they don't really know the intricate details of the relationship sometimes that they're judging people on. And right. so that's why I just don't judge people about shit. I, I don't know. It's not like. As long as what you're doing isn't hurting anybody, whatever, man. Like I don't, yeah. I don't care. You know, 
I mean, I'm not going to do a, that's what she said, joke, maybe around lesbians. <laughs> like some people who have no self-control. <laughs> do you know how glad I am that that was you and not me? Like I, just like for months, it was just like the planets aligned, the moon moved in. There was a glow that beamed down on the two lesbians who are happily married and invite you into their home. And then you slam dunk them in the driveway. I don't know. It's... <laughs> the fact that they took it, you know, so well and maturely <laughs> was great. But the best part was just that it wasn't me. It was you. <laughs> yep. I won't fake it. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> Listen, here's the thing. The reason I brought that up again is because it just doesn't happen that often. And uh, it doesn't. I got I to gotta, I gotta hit it while it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I've said worse things. Oh, I've heard you say worse things. I've, I've said worse things. I said another joke, which I will not repeat on the air. I'll tell you after we're done recording. But I said it. I said, like, I, it was another one of those moments where I just, like, Someone and I was, we were having a conversation and someone that I was close to, or I am close to, and I was like, da, da, and I just threw out a joke without realizing it was something that they had been through and it was awful. And I immediately, as soon as the words went out of my mouth, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to take that back and I can't. And like, I saw their face change and I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to kill me. <laughs> And no amount of apologizing could fix it. Yeah, have you ever had so it, like backfire where like you said something and then some, then you thought you, and then they took it to like another level. That's yeah. happened to me before too. Where I had a friend, and his name his name's Jason, and he he was one of my one of my closest friends. And uh, anyways, and and he's gay, right? Yeah. Which whatever, man. You know, uh, you know, he tried to help me change teams, but I just you know. Wasn't gonna wasn't gonna switch. Sorry, Jason. But anyways, uh, <laughs> but the point was was I made some joke around him, you know, and I was like, oh man, I'm, like, I'm not because I'm not trying to offend him, you know, yeah, or anything. And then he goes, oh, you, you think that's funny? You, you you like you like gay jokes? And I was like, uh, I'm thinking like, where, where, where's he going with this? And then he tells me the most inappropriate gay joke <laughs> to where like my mouth dropped open. <laughs> and I'm like you I'm gonna tell the joke <laughs> Cause you know It's Juan Fuck it uh, So I made some Some joke You know About him being gay Yeah and I've known him since Fuck 18 years Something Anyways And he knows how I am So he doesn't You know He doesn't get offended Yeah He goes oh you think I-? And I had some other Some other friends here mm-hmm. And he tells this joke in front of them, and they—I don't even know if they knew he was gay. Whatever it was, <laughs> crickets, dude. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> "Yeah, so me and three of my friends were sitting in the whirlpool the other day, and uh, some semen came to the top of the hot tub, and I said, uh, who farted?'" <laughs> my mouth just fucking. Are you serious? You did not just say that right now. Like, I lost it, dude. <laughs> I fuck. I'm like, dude. <laughs> I'm like, you win. You win. I'm not, I, I got. I got nothing on that. Like, 
He, well, he's a he's a, he's a little manic like me too. So, but we, him and I, we've 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 had some some uh, we've yeah we've had some fun some <laughs> funny moments. yeah some funny moments, you know, because. Cause he's the he's the kind where it's not like you go. I wonder if he's gay. No, this dude's like pink flamingos home decor gay. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and uh, my other friend Roy was like that, like a clothes designer. Like when you when they project that image, like on TV where they get like the ultra effeminate, you know, yeah. homosexual guy. He was like that. And God, it's my best friend, dude. He was my mentor. And uh, unfortunately, he died. He died of AIDS back in '91. Oh my! Yeah, but uh, anyways, but Roy was like growing up was my mentor, and um, like a father figure to me, honestly, because my dad, mm. my dad was always working and stuff. And so I've always had like a really good relationship with the gay community, and um, I've I've had jobs where I was the only straight person in the entire business, and mm-hmm. so I've always had you know. It's almost like 50-50 as far as my friends go, you know. But that's yeah. but honestly, that's kind of like society right now, really. It's not It's not like it – you know, maybe it, it probably – honestly, I think it's just that people have finally have the freedom to be open about things now. I don't think that it's necessarily that a bunch of people just decided to be gay. I think they were just always gay. It's just now it's more acceptable to be open about it and not as scary. You know, because I'm old enough to remember when it was scary. When my when my friend Jason finally came out, right? I I, I was like, this is like my best friend from high school, right? Yeah. And even through high school, he never said a word to me. Yeah. Right. Well, can you imagine me in high school, right? My, yeah. And my friend, my best friend's gay, right? Yeah. So he he was he he was trying to hide it, and then I finally found out, and um, it's like, dude, I I'd never judge you on something like that, man. Like, whatever. I'm like, I'm going to love you the same, whatever, you know? And so, uh, yeah, I don't know how I got sidetracked on that, but I just, I really wanted people to know too, that I have definitely an affectionate relationship with not just the gay community and lesbian community, but, um, everybody, I just don't judge people, man. Listen, I'm not trying to get in your business and you can get in mine if you want, but it's probably going to make you a little nauseous. (laughs) But uh, I just I'm I'm really glad that we have this platform, too, because we can also show that, you know, it's although this can seem seem deemed as like a real masculine, maybe over the top. You know, some people yeah. might see us or might think of us as maybe anti-feminist or anti-gay. Not at all. Not no. at all, man. And uh, but it's really nice to be able to have a platform where you can say those things. You know, yeah. but you can also express that you have relationships and, and meaningful relationships with people like that. And uh, it's important. It really is important, I think, for society to continue to do anything better. You just are going to have to be accepting. I mean, even the people who disagree with things like particularly a lot of Christians are really anti-gay, it seems like, or whatever. But they also our worshiping God who is supposed to be accepting and loving and all those things. And so I don't think that's for them to make any decisions. And I think as as uh, decent human beings, we need to be accepting and loving of all people as, yeah. as he was. So yeah, I don't, don't have issues with that. But when he did that, like I said, there's those moments where in my life, I've had somebody who know me trump me. And yeah. uh, man, he, he, <laughs> he trumped me hard on that one. And, uh, he, he just laughed and like, I, 
But th- it was another thing where it was like he could laugh at himself. He wasn't perched up on this platform of where being gay was his identity. He was never like that. You yeah. know, where some people get, and it's not just them, but anybody that's into any lifestyle or any type of thing, when that becomes the only part of your identity and that's all you talk about and do and like, you know, then you're not a balanced person. And and yeah, he well, was. So he knew when it was, uh, you know, serious and he knew when to be funny and he knew when to absolutely just, I, I think I peed myself. I'm pretty sure. Because, <laughs> you know, I when someone makes me just freeze. Yeah. And I was like, what, what did you just, did you just say what I thought? You did. Okay. Um, you know, that's great, man. I, I love the, sh- I love being shocked. It doesn't happen often. <laughs> no. But I, I love that shock factor <laughs> when someone gets me good or, you know, out jokes me or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Especially when it's like someone like your mother, <laughs> you know, the rare occasion. When she sends you a picture of Aquanet. Yeah. Or like if it was my sister and it happened or something, that would be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would be really funny. And those are some excellent thoughts that I think we could end on, end this show on. So thank you, everyone, very, very much for listening. Everyone out there, be safe. And just to send a special, like, note of love out there to all our listeners, uh, you know, please really remember what's important in your life. Reviews are important in your life. (laughs) Reviews are important in your life, exactly. Especially reviews for this podcast. Uh, no, yes, that is true. But no, I was saying uh, people are really important because you could have a job, you could lose it, you could have another career. Like careers and stuff are important, but all of our ambitions, all of our stuff doesn't mean squat next to the people in our lives. And even if you've had a really awful life and you haven't had, you know, very many people that you trust or you feel like you could be close to in your life, there are people out there that will care about you or maybe people that, you know, because I know people out there who think that, you know, they feel like they can't be vulnerable with other people. Or they feel like they have to isolate themselves to protect themselves. And it's just not true because while, yes, there are people out there that will hurt us, there are good people out there, too. And so I think as long as you know, we all continue to uh, well, saying y'all see to the man picking it up <laughs> through the Internet, man. But uh, as long as us all uh, continue to laugh and love each other, I think we'll be all right. Yep. Especially if yeah. we get that anal sex we asked for, Jasmine. Thank you. <laughs> so, on that note, <laughs> find the peep find the people in your life that you, you know, love and cherish and take advantage of those moments that you get with them. Cause you never know. Life does you, nothing is guaranteed in this life. Absolutely nothing. Don't wait till it's too late. Anyways, thank you for listening. Seahawk Predator out.